Welcome to the Brandmaster Podcast, show specialized in helping branding professionals and entrepreneurs to build brands using strategy, psychology, and creative thinking. This episode originally aired on the Brandmaster Academy YouTube channel, which you can find by searching Brandmaster Academy on YouTube. What's up, Brand Builders? Stephen Horahan here at BrandMasterAcademy.com. And in this video, you're gonna learn 26 branding elements that you should consider in your strategy development. So you can understand the components of a cohesive branding machine that all work together to influence the reputation of your brand. Now, most business owners will tell you that they understand what branding is all about. And they might cite a handful of branding elements, starting with the logo and maybe a few other visual elements. But in reality, a cohesive and functioning brand are made up of many, many different elements. And it's only when you understand what these elements are and how they can influence the perceptions of your audience do you have any chance of building a successful brand. So what are branding elements all about? Well, brands are designed to grow. They're developed to grow. That is their function. That is the reason that they're developed in the first place. Now, we all understand that a logo is the visual representation of the brand. And the function that the logo plays within the growth of the brand is to help the brand grow its visual recognition. That's how it contributes to the growth of the brand. But there are many other areas of the brand that helps the brand to grow overall. You have the brand experience, the reputation, the communication, the personality, and the position as well. And within each of these categories, you have a number of different elements that all contribute to the growth of the brand. So let's have a look at all of these categories and all of these 26 elements that contribute to growing a strategic brand. First up are your brand substance elements. Now your brand substance is the essence behind your brand and it provides the brand leadership team with an internal compass for making decisions. Now, though many businesses do create these elements and use them as marketing or website copy, their function is actually to provide guidance and direction for internal decision making. So first up, we have brand purpose. Number one, brand purpose. So the brand purpose is the reason that the brand exists beyond the business function. Now, which of course is generating revenue, that's the business function and ultimately a profit, that's what the business wants to do. But defining the purpose of the brand provides meaning to the work of the business and the broader contribution that the brand makes to its audience and the wider world. Number two is brand vision. Now the brand vision is the image of the future brand and what the brand will look like in the coming years, and what impact it will have on its audience and its industry as well. The vision is the North Star of the brand and it provides clear direction as to where the brand is going and what it intends to become. Number three is brand mission. Now, the brand mission is the commitment that the brand makes to achieve its vision for the future. Now, every brand is built on a reputation and the reputation it builds becomes what the brand is known for. The brand mission provides that internal clarity to the commitment it has made to build the reputation it aims to develop. Number four are the brand values. Now, although brand values are often misused as this noble piece of website copy or marketing designed to impress the audience, that's not what their function is. Just as people have internal values, they're developed to act as a guiding compass for the decisions and the actions based on what we hold dear. And for a brand, that is the way they do business. 
Brand values therefore guides the way the brand behaves in the market. The next category are the brand positioning elements. Now, these positioning elements provide the key components that form the position of the brand. The position represents the core reason that the audience would choose one brand over another. Now, this differentiating reason is formulated from an understanding of who the audience is, what options they already have in the market through their competitors, and how the brand aims to provide something different through an outcome or experience. Number five is the audience persona. Now, the brand exists to serve the needs of a given audience. That's why it exists. Without that audience, there is no need for the brand to be there in the first place. So everything the brand does has an end goal of appealing to that audience to ultimately influence their buying decisions. Now, the more that's understood about the brand's audience, the better the brand is positioned to appeal to who they are and to what they want. Number six is competitor research. Second to understanding the audience is understanding the options that the audience already has in the market, and that is through their competitors. Now, every market is made up of a set of competitors all vying for the attention and ultimately the money of a certain market segment. Understanding who these competitors are, what they offer, and how they target their consumer and how their consumer perceives them is really critical to defining an effective position. Up next is number seven, the differentiation strategy. Now, only with an intimate understanding of who the audience is and the competitive landscape, can you effectively define a difference that your brand offers and ultimately a position that it wants to own in the mind of the audience. Now, this difference represents the core reason that you give your audience for choosing your brand over your competitors, so it is pretty important. And number eight, the positioning statement. So with clarity on the market landscape from the audience to its competitors and the defining difference, the brand can develop an effective positioning statement. Now, much like the internal statements of the brand substance, this statement is not designed as a piece of marketing. Again, it's a clarity statement to provide direction for the rest of the brand development from personality to messaging and beyond. Next up, we have the brand persona elements. Now today, we live in a world of the human brand. The brands that we do business with are the ones that have learned how to appeal to who we are as people and align themselves with the characteristics that we're drawn to. The brand persona is a set of components that represent how the brand will resonate with its intended customers from the way it speaks to the personality traits it leverages. And that starts with number nine, brand archetypes. Now, archetypes were introduced by psychiatrist Carl Jung in the early 20th century as a model for categorizing all personalities into 12 core categories. Archetypes were then later on adopted into the realm of branding and marketing as a means to connect with audiences on a human level through the traits that they're attracted to. And that provides the groundwork for number 10, brand personality. Now, although archetypes do provide a solid direction for the brand personality development, the archetype framework is simply a framework and it doesn't provide a fully functioning personality for a brand. These personalities are developed out to bring the brand to life through a set of opinions, ideals, and an outlook on life so it starts to feel like a real person. Number 11, brand language. Now the language a brand uses plays a significant role in appealing to the right audience. A formal language profile aimed at the wrong audience can make a brand kind of feel disconnected. On the opposite side of that coin, an informal language profile aimed at the wrong audience can make a brand 
kind of seem unprofessional. So finding that right balance is really key for connecting with the audience through language. And the last element in this category is number 12, tone of voice. Now the tone of voice a brand uses can help to strike the right chord with the intended audience. Leveraging the direction from archetypes and personality development, the tone of voice should provide the brand with a tool of influence for brand expression from messaging to visual identity and everywhere in between. Next, we move on to the brand communication elements. Now, the brand position and the brand persona provide the brand with something to talk about and a way to deliver it, but knowing what to say is developed in the communication strategy, and that starts with the brand name. Now, the brand name is one of the most influential elements of the entire brand. It acts as the front line of the brand and the first opportunity to place a seed in the mind of the audience as to why it should be remembered. The primary role of the name is to be remembered. So only when it's memorable can it perform its secondary role, which is to align the brand with the position that it tends to own. And number 14, the tagline. Now, the tagline can become one of the most memorable elements of the entire brand. If you think about Nike, that tagline, just do it, just stays in the mind. It's as memorable as the Nike logo itself. Now, much like the brand name, the tagline is simply a set of words that the brand aims to embed in the mind of the audience in order to create that memory link back to the brand, its experience and its difference. An effective tagline can go a long way to solidifying a brand's position in the market. Number 15 are the key messages of a brand. Now much is said and written about the term core message, which supposedly represents the message that the brand aims to communicate to the audience. Now while a core message can distill what the brand aims to communicate, it's not a very effective tool of communication. You can't simply repeat the same message over and over again across all channels. Instead, effective brands require a set of key messages designed to influence how the brand is perceived. And these key messages act as a framework and a guiding tool for all brand communication across all channels. And last up in the communication category is the storytelling framework. Now, every brand has an origin story. That is the story of how the founders built the business and how the brand came to life. But this is not always the story that should be told. In the lives of your audience, they are the hero. And the only story that really resonates with who they are is a story about the journey that they're on, the challenges that they encounter and the goals that they will resonate with. So a brand story, therefore, is a story from the brand, not about the brand. The next category are the brand identity elements. Now, the brand identity elements represent the most widely recognized elements of branding. Now, misrepresentation aside, the visual identity remains an integral part and an integral component of a brand and how it influences the perceptions of the audience. Now, we are visual creatures and the visual identity can help to align the brand with an idea, a mood, a look, and even a feel. And of course, first up on this category is number 17, the logo. Now, the logo is without doubt the most recognized and broadly understood branding element. In fact, it has become synonymous with the term brand that many people use the term brand and the term logo interchangeably, which obviously causes a bit of confusion. Now, much like the brand name and the tagline, the logo represents a significant opportunity to plant a seed in the mind of the audience and sear the brand image 
into their memory. Now, number 18, typography also plays a very important role here. Typography represents a major influence in the overall brand identity and the image that it creates. Every typeface holds its own distinct characteristics, which can be used to corner a specific image of how the brand intends to be known. The right or wrong choice of type here can make or break a brand identity system. Number 19 is the color palette. Now, as people, we have a primitive relationship with color and that can actually influence how we feel. It's important that strategists and designers understand this relationship and the impact that it can have on those perceptions and align the color palette of the brand with the emotions that it wants to evoke. Color is one of the most effective and influential tools of the entire brand element arsenal. Number 20 is image style. Now, image style can be designed to become one of the most recognized elements of the entire brand identity system. Images do have the ability to capture a mood or a tone or a style or an emotion or even an idea or a belief. Designing an effective image style that aligns with the strategy of the brand and the personality that it wants to display is entirely down to the characteristics and the traits that flow from the strategy. Only when an image style communicates the strategy's traits is the element performing its function. Element number 21 is iconography. Now iconography can enhance the overall brand experience to create cohesion from one brand presence to another. The main function of iconography is really to demonstrate this cohesiveness and visual brand experience, whether it's through the brand's website, its packaging or its physical store. When you see the same elements come up time and again, that cohesiveness and that consistency really drives home that feeling that the brand is doing what it says it's going to do and it is consistent. Number 22 are graphics and illustration. Now, much like the image style, graphics and illustration do represent an opportunity to provide a distinctive and memorable cue that the audience can recall. The more distinct and unique the graphics are, the easier it is for the audience to store this experience to memory, but as with all elements, it can only be as unique as the strategy allows. And the final category of branding elements is brand presence. Now, the brand presence is how the brand comes together in the digital and physical world, whether through an engaging podcast, an informative blog, an in-store experience or a tangible booklet, every brand presence element is a fusion of strategy and expression. And first up in this category is number 23, the website. Now, the website represents a digital home of the brand and it has become an absolute essential for digital or physical businesses. The design of the website from the visual interface to the functioning user experience is often the front lines of the brand and where the audience gets the first opportunity to understand how the brand fits into their lives. An effective website should provide enough information for the audience to understand and enough incentive for the user to take action. Number 24 are your social channels. Now this is a social world and social channels have become a tool for modern brand expression. Branded social channels shouldn't just look and feel like the brand, they should also sound like the brand as well. Without a doubt, branded social channels are one of the most effective ways for brands to demonstrate their personality, to raise brand awareness, and to distribute content as well. Number 25 is content and advertisements. Now, knowing who the audience is provides a brand with insights to make strategic marketing decisions for the placement of messages in the market. 
Now, whether through branded content, helping the audience to understand, to choose or to overcome a challenge, or placing an advertisement to invite them to take some kind of action, these strategic messages are what will help to make connections and to raise awareness for the brand. And number 26, we have the physical store. Now, though many modern businesses live online today, physical stores represent a unique tangible experience that's kind of being lost and it can be used as an edge in the marketplace, certainly if there's thought put into the experience from start to finish. Brands that have the advantage of physical traffic and the expense of a physical store had better be making the most of their tangible environment by creating an experience that's aligned with the intended position of the brand. Now, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Successful brands don't just happen. They don't just happen by chance or luck. Successful brands happen because there are a number of elements working together as a cohesive system, all attempting to influence the mind of the audience, all of which come together to provide that brand experience. Only when you have elements such as these working together and pulling in the same direction, do you have any chance at turning your brand into a success and getting that traction that the brand is developed for. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to learn more brand strategy techniques to level up your skills, make sure you check out brandmasteracademy.com. There's plenty of free resources and premium content for you to download and get you going. If you'd like to join our Facebook group full of like-minded brand strategists, all learning from each other, then find us by searching for the Brand Strategy Community, where you can find exclusive content for members as well. If you enjoyed this content, please be sure to give us an honest review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listened. And make sure you tune in for the next episode of the Brand Master Podcast.